Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Huynh. This is Jacqueline T.D. Huynh. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe to our RSS feed so you'll be automatically notified of new shows. If you're looking for a speaker for your organization or event, please go to my website, integrativeminds.com, to learn more about what I offer, and contact me at info at to schedule a meeting time. Be sure to join us for our monthly Family Financial Freedom Workshop live in the city of Torrance, or you can live stream it on Facebook. This workshop, as well as our theme for 2019 on Parent Pump Radio, is geared to help families learn, act, and implement strategies to become financially free. All the information is in the show notes. Let's continue our show about learning how to be more financially literate. We all know credit, right? We all have at least one credit card, but do we really know what it's all about? So today, though, we're going to talk about the debt settlement around a credit card, how it works, and your rights. Our guest today has helped consumers clean up and fix their credit profiles to improve their credit scores. He's been in the credit restoration since 1990. He grew his credit restoration company from two employees to over 550 employees before he sold the company in 2000. 12. He had annual revenues of $65 million, and after selling the company, he started a no-advanced-fee debt settlement company. Since the company's inception in 2013, he settled over 5,000 consumers, settled their collection debt for a much reduced amount. His company, Your Debt Solution, Inc., never charges upfront fees. They only get paid if and when they can complete the client's debt settlement process. And I'd like to also introduce my uh, my cat, who is going <laughs> by one. right now. <laughs> the, this is just part of it. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to introduce our special guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Robert Childs. Hi, Robert. Hi, hi, Jacqueline. How you doing? Good. Yeah, that's that's my cat Opal, who's uh, he likes to join us sometimes. <laughs> Tell us a, a little bit about you and why you got started in this field. As uh, you were reading my bio, you know, I, I've done thousands of public speaking events, webinars over the years. Uh, I remember one in uh, I did in Hong Kong, Causeway Bay, Hong Kong. I got called by a bunch of international bankers. To talk about U.S. credit internationally, and that was a fun trip. I did that twice, but overall, it's helping people. And you know, ever since the real estate market crash went down, came back up. You know, it's a large percentage, well over. I, mean, I think nearly eighty-five plus percent of the country's got really low credit scores. Number one reason: collection credit card debt. Because what they go, what are they going to do? They're going to pay the mortgage first, pay the electricity, put food on the table for the kids. Right. Credit cards are last to get paid. Um, and at the same time, you know, help them to a solution to avoid bankruptcy. 
Yeah, absolutely. Why debt collection and you know, even all this? It's such a boring when you think about it. And this is your life. So there must be some passion behind it. Oh, yeah. Well, at the same time, years back, but before I sold my credit restoration company, uh, we were servicing, you know, six, 7,000 new clients a month and got to a point where I seen almost nine times out of 10 credit reports, there would be a collection debt on there from a minor $200 medical bill up to one guy that we actually recently signed. We had $589,000 in collection credit card debt. So all types of uh, sizes. It is boring, but you know, I like to smile on people's faces when you say, guess what? My score went up and I just bought a home. And it, it's great stuff. It, it's really phenomenal stuff to see that feeling. Um, there are a lot of other debt settlement companies out there that will charge a setup fee, uh, some kind of processing fee, you know, administrative fee. We charge nothing, not zero. Um, we prefer to do things out of equity. So if someone already owns a home, for example, Jacqueline, and uh, they're poor in cash in a bank account, but they're rich in equity, maybe you could talk to their lender or I can refer them to one or you can refer them to one that where they can actually tap into that to settle their uh, their debts. And they're saying, well, my credit's already bad. I'm going to get charged 9, 10, 15% interest rate on my second mortgage. Well, credit cards in collection charging between 30 and 40%. So what's the difference? You know, Settle it because whenever you settle a collection debt, on average, you settle a $1,000 collection debt with a credit card, you'd be looking at about a 50 uh, FICO score improvement. Imagine five, ten, twenty, thirty thousand. So, Mr. Client, fifteen percent in on your mortgage, second mortgage. Well, settle it, get everything down to zero. Your debt to income ratio improves. Um, your credit score jumps 100, 200 points, and then you can refi into a new first with a lower rate. Say, so you're automatically going to better your credit score. So that's the emphasis. This service has a credit repair effect, but it's not credit repair. So it's through the settlement process. That's the, that's the key thing about that. But there, there's a period where your credit score is going to be drastically reduced when you oh, yeah. when this you yeah. settle, right? Yeah. I mean, you have a single late on a credit card, you'd be looking at about a ten to a fifteen point drop in your credit score. Much less missing six payments after six missed payments, it goes to a charged off status and then complete collections after a couple of years. In a minute, we'll talk about the statute of limitations, yeah. but you know, but even a single late can drop your score a lot. You know, uh, quite a few points. Yeah, so let's just start from the beginning then. Tell us about collection debt and what's legal about open collection debt. Well, there's unsecured debts. Uh, we can't help people with secured collection debt, such as if you had a business loan and it was secured by your home, um, that's secured. Uh, what, another thing we can't help people with is if they've been sued by Capital One, Citibank, whoever they owe the money to, and they already garnished their wages through court action or put a lien on your bank accounts or put a lien on your house. Nothing we can do about that. An attorney would have to be involved because I'm not a lawyer or a law firm. So it can be to a point where you actually been served legal papers. It's called the intent to sue. So if someone walked to your front door, knock, knock, here's, here's some um, legal papers you're being sued called, you have 30 days to respond. Even at that point, it's not too late, but they're not going to get a low of a settlement. So a collection debt is usually a credit card uh, that has had you miss six or more missed payments by the seventh month. The bank by law has to put into a charge. It says charge off on your credit report status. And another year or so can go by. I think one or two things can happen. Um, they can keep it in house and try to collect it themselves. But most cases they sell it off to what they call a debt buyer known as a collection agency. And they'll come after you, you know, to a certain point in time. 
that they try to collect that debt. But there's rules about what a collection agency, even a collection law firm can and cannot do. For example, they can't call you before eight o'clock in the morning. They can't call you after nine o'clock at night. Uh, they can't call on your birthday, kind of like the free space and bingo. Uh, unless you tell them, hey, call me back at 9.30, 10, that's different. They only can call you once per day. It doesn't mean if they call and hang up and call and hang up. They leave you a voicemail, they can't call back. They call back on the same day, even if it's a different collection rep by the same company, that's considered harassment. And that's actually considered an FDCPA violation, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. I recommend they Google that information to get an understanding of that. So if the collection agency breaks those rules, the consumer can work with a uh, uh, collection, um, I should say FCRA or FDCPA attorney to go after them for punitive damages. Like we had a client that, um, just give me an example, owed uh, 28,000 on a Citibank collection and the collection agency debt buyer put 35,000 on her credit report. That's an FCRA violation. It was a Fair Credit Reporting Act violation. So the lawyer got a hold of it. They sued him. The whole debt got erased and deleted from her credit report, even though it was her fault for getting the debt. And she ended up with a $6,000 settlement from the bad guys. Wow. So it, it can go the other way. The tables can definitely be turned. And that happens 20, 30, 35% of the time. So it's important if you get a collection letter in the mail and it says you owe six grand by ABC collection agency representing Citibank and look at your credit report. And if it has anything more than that by that collection agency, that's an FCRA violation. And so, so attorneys who do this kind of work don't charge advance fees either because we don't charge advance fees. So they do things, the bad guys will pay their legal fees. So it, it could be, you know, a substantial, you can use the word payday, but it can be. Wow. Even though the person's completely off off for getting the debt in the first place, you know, so. So how long can these collection agency keep coming after you for the debt that you owe? Depending on the state statute limitations, Kentucky's 15 years, California's two years, Colorado's three years, Oregon's six years, but federal law is only four. So there's two, how do you interpret that? Um, first off, if you owe, owe a collection debt, Never make a payment on it. I don't care you know, if, if it's four years old or four days old, don't make a payment. Because how determined if it is, it's either from the date of last activity, and it says it right there on the credit report, DLA, date of last activity, or uh, last payment, or I should say um, charge off date, excuse me. So charge off date or date of last activity. So what does date of last activity mean? If the charge off happened four and a half years ago, well, guess what? It's already beyond the statute of limitations of four years but you make a payment today for 50 bucks. This is you owe $1,000. You just updated, the, you woke a sleeping giant. So instead of four and a half years old, it's now zero years old, it starts over. So now you have to wait another four years, and guess what, they can accelerate a lawsuit against you, something like that could happen. So if you owe collection debt, talking to them is okay. Yeah, you, you, there's no action against your credit board, but if you make a, any type of monetary transaction happens, uh, transfer of money, any type of even a dollar or more payments made, you they can reset the clock. So if it's charge off date or data last activity, whichever is greater is a statute of limitations. And, and you may notice, especially here in California, after two years from charge off or data last activity, the collection letters start to reduce, the call stop, third, fourth year, definitely after four years, everything subsides. But remember, don't be confused that it stays on your credit report for seven years. So if you stay on your credit report as a debt account for seven years as an open collection, after that, it can, it can fall off. But the same rule, if it's four years old and you make a payment and resets the clock, 
It can also reset on your credit report for additional seven years or five years, whatever the, limit, the life is left on that. And that can lower your credit score. See, so the do's and don'ts of this. Now, if you're being harassed by a collection agency or a collection law firm, never ever admit it's your debt. Because remember, it's being recorded for quality assurance. So, you know, what they can seek and use you against a court of law in the future. So if they say, yo, Jacqueline, yo, $5,000 to Macy's. If you, if you, if you, uh, they, if you haven't picked up the call, don't say how much you just say I owe. You had to say something like how much is owed? How much is owed on this account? You know, uh, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm charging you $5,000 by saying I, or this, you're admitting guilt automatically and record it. And again, it could be used in a court of law in the future. So be general about this thing. In fact, I, I would just say, you know what? Uh, uh, send me what you got on file, and I'll get back to you. My email address is my address is whatever. Get some documentation. It's important, but never ever admit. You know, how much did you say I owe? How much did you say? Uh, you know, how much did you say my wife and I? What do we charge? You know, be careful because again, it, it, it can use that against you later. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. What's these collections legal rights then? Because really, they're a third party. They're not the ones that. I owe the debt too. They bought the debt. Well, actually, on the contrary, if if they're a servicer, uh, like a company called Portfolio Recovery, one of the largest collection agencies in the country, um, they usually buy the debt. So if you owe ten thousand collection, they may buy it for a grand or two from the creditor, and now you owe. So only way to know if they're the debt buyer, sometimes it would say that on the credit report. Some credit reports don't say that. Is if it shows up. So if it says Portfolio Recovery. Original creditor, Macy's, Citibank, whatever, you know they're the debt buyer. Because a servicer, if, uh, if, a, if a creditor just gives it to a collection agency, they're not the debt buyer. They're just borrowing the information. They can't put themselves on your credit report. It still says Citibank, Macy's, charge off, whatever now. But if you call them, they're going to say, oh, you have to call such and such collection agency. So, But if the collection agency itself shows up on your credit report, yes, they're the debt buyer. And they own it. So you so don't pay Macy's, you don't pay Citibank because you pay them, you're still going to owe them the full amount. So again, they're still bound by the FDCPA, FCRA laws based on what they report, how they can report it, and, and so forth and so forth. So, so it, it's a keen, really fine line of what these guys do. They can get themselves in trouble. There must be some rights that they have. They can't just keep coming after or just hounding you, these collection agencies, right? They can send you an indefinite amount of collection letters. That's non-threatening. Like I said a few minutes ago, they only can call you once physically. If you pick up the phone and leave your voicemail, only once per day. They can't, you know, there was only about a you know eight a.m. to nine p.m. call frame time frame. Can't call you on holidays. Um, you know, even if you get to a point where you're getting all these calls every single day, or a lot of missed calls. Sometimes they'll, they'll dial, dial, dial. Yeah. Sometimes they even try to misrepresent themselves. Like if you're not, if your area code seven one four, and but the collection is on the East Coast. They'll say, they'll call from a fake number, 714, blah, 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 trying to see if you pick up the phone. And, and sometimes it, 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 they can trick you into doing that. But here's a good way, guys, to get yourself out of it by simply saying this. Remember, it's being recorded for quality assurance. Mr. Creditor, you say the account balance is 5000 in collections with Macy's? They, they say yes. Remember, don't say I or I owe this. Well, you know, I disagree with that. I disagree under the FDCPA and FCRA laws of the amount that said that you say is owed. And just by saying that, they can't call you for six months. Really? Yeah, yeah, you can you can beat off the you know the 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 vultures by doing that. And you can do that every five and a half months or send them a letter. 
until you until you hit that four year mark and burn burn the clock. Say so by simply saying that you know that you know I disagree with the amount of money that you say is owed, not what I owe. Okay, keep that in mind. You know, I disagree, which is fine. You know, disagree with the amount of money that you say is owed on this count for Macy's. You know, and, and that's it. And by by simply saying you know there's possible violation of FDCPA and FCRA laws, they yeah they hang up and they can't call you for six months. Now they continue sending you collection letters. That's fine, but they can't call you verbally for six months. And if they do, that's called a TCPA Telephone Collection Practices Act violation. There's a lot of these laws. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, so so you know, and, and, and an attorney can sue them under TCPA, FCRA, FDCPA, including the IRS. Even the IRS. The IRS doesn't call. But you know, even the IRS has now. If you look at their website, they are selling smaller uh, federal tax debt. Not selling. I'm sorry, giving it to clutch agencies, private clutch agencies to come after you. Not as a debt buyer, just just to be as a servicer. But the simple rules and words that you can use against them because it is being recorded for quality assurance to get them off your back. But then you have to get those recording to prove that you said it, though, right? Or you have to record yourself to prove it? You can record it. But if you're recording it, guys, just make sure that you tell them, I'm also recording this for quality assurance. Because if you don't tell them and you go to court later and, and you show, hey, judge, look, I recorded it. Did you tell them that? No. Because okay. they're recording you recording them. So tell them, listen, guys, I got, I, got, I got this device called a cell phone. I'm recording you. Right, so right. you can tell them that. That's important. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about if you get a call from a law firm regarding your debt? Sure. So uh, normally uh, what would happen when a law firm gets involved, a law firm's, uh, unless they're a collection law firm, there's, I can't remember the one I, I just dealt with recently, but most of them are, are hired by a collection agency. So it goes from the creditor collection agency as a debt buyer, right? Debt buyer ownership of the account to a law firm. And portfolio recovery has been notorious for doing that. So if you get information from a law firm, law firms normally don't call you first. You get something in the mail, either a letter that says law offices of, we're, we, uh, um, our client is portfolio recovery collection agency. You may seize $5,000 plus two grand for legal fees. Now it's seven grand. Give us a call to settle. But nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, you will actually receive legal papers. And you'll be, you'll be either mailed by certified mail or a processor will show up at your work or front door saying, here, you're being sued. But not being sued, there's no court date, especially in California. It varies state to state. It's called the intent to sue. So you have 30 days to comply. So from not when they file it in court, because maybe you move multiple times. They file it in Santa Ana Courthouse, for example, here in California uh, six months ago. But they just found you out there in Irvine. So when you file, when you get served, that's when you have 30 days to comply. If you don't reply or co comply, then it goes back to the judge saying, Jacqueline didn't reply. Then, then the second step is get you in a court date. Then you serve more papers. You show up at a certain court time and date. If you don't show up to that, a judgment's fallen against you automatically. And at that point, third level, attach your, garnish your wages, bank accounts, whatever they can find under your social security number. So it sounds like when it comes from a law firm, it's, they have yes. more rights than a collection agency. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it gets more. It gets a lot tougher to do a settlement. You know, so even if you have a court date set up, you know, two months from now, I'm not saying it's impossible to do a settlement. But I may refer to our, our attorney partner to help them out at that point because it needs a little bit more of a punch. Can a collection debt be settled for a reduced amount, and then how much? Definitely, uh, we average about thirty-seven cents on the dollar. So and I'll talk about how we charge our our fees in a second. 
But uh, yes, it, it, it would have to make moral sense, you know, for us to charge a client, you know, but uh, certainly possible. So once what we do is we take a look at collection, recent collection letters, if any, older collection letters, less than a year old, recent credit report, got to have that, may suggest annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com is jointly owned by all three bureaus. It's free to order once per year, and it's very, very accurate on the history, negative or positive. There's no credit scores unless you pay for it, but no need. So you order that credit report, they send it over to me, take a look at that. And again, we take a look at um, uh, FDCPA violations, FCRA violations on the report against a you know, uh, collection letter versus the credit report. Um, client may say, you know what? I paid this sucker off. Or no, I, I had a client that filed for bankruptcy and the accounts were showing balances. We didn't help them. The attorney did. Those are FCRA violations. But nevertheless, we take a look at the report, determine you know how old it is, the status of it, what type of debt. Is it a medical bill, utility, credit card, that kind of stuff. We can even help with business debt. As long as it's unsecured, it's 100% in collections, we can help. So it has to be in collections, though. Yeah. No creditor is going to talk with us unless it's in collections. I mean, you guys, if you owe 20 grand on a maxed out major credit card on time. Yeah. They love you. You're paying 29% interest rate. There's no motivation for them to settle because you're on time. I never tell people, hey, get behind on your credit cards. No, can't do that. But if it's already in collections, beyond a point of no return, we can definitely help in most cases. Then after collections accounts are settled and say they show a zero balance on someone's credit report, how much will the credit score improve and how long will it take for it to get to like 750? Well, any creditor, bad or good at debt, I mean, if you're, if you're paying a car payment or mortgage payment, they have to update your credit report file every 30 days. You know, your car payment balance is going down, down, down like a pair of stairs. So uh, they have 30 days upon settlement from that time. So if, if you owe 10, we get it down to 3,500. Jack can write a check for 3,500 today to pay it off. 31 days from now, it better reflect a zero balance. And at that point, it may take another 30 days for you to see it, two to four weeks after that. So let's say six to eight weeks to see a major jump in your FICO score. Um, but how many points? It's going to vary. It might be 50 points with TransMe. It might be 102 points with Equifax. It's never exact same science with all three credit bureaus. But it will go up. It will go up. Then my other question then is, how can you do this without it affecting your credit score? Or is there a way? Well, it's already affecting your credit score. It's already in collections. So, you know, uh, so it's like, it's like, it's like dragging dead weight up the hill. I mean, once an account's in collections, it's like fat on the steak. You want to cut it away and get rid of it. So the steak tastes better. So is it going to be worse if you settle this credit score? No, no, no. It makes, always makes it better. You know, always makes it better. Only time that we make a suggestion to a client, don't settle it if it's over seven years old, because it, remember, it will be deleted after seven years anyway, from data last activity or, or charge off date. So if it's eight years old and says 8,000 are negative balance, no, you just tell the bureau to delete it. That's it. It's, it's, it's already old. You can't do it. Only bankruptcies and, and public records stay on for 10 years. So everything else is seven years. So if I, I looked at the court yeah, about three weeks ago, guy owed some debt to Capital One collection, but it was eight and a half years old. I said, you don't need to settle it. Just call the credit bureaus and delete it. They called them up and came off in a couple of days. Tell us what you do for your company. So, well, we, uh, my team and I, uh, to get the client started, I have to take a look at the recent credit report. Annualcreditreport.com is great. Um, send it over to us. Uh, uh, any collection letters, if available, that really does help for any potential FCRA violations. And 
takes us about a day or less to review it. Um, and then once we determine, yes, we can help them, we call the client back saying, okay, you owe $18,000 among these three credit cards. Now let's talk about your cash position, Mr. Client. Can you, you know, what, what is your cash availability to settle debt? This is not debt consolidation where you're making small payments. This is usually a one or two, maybe a max three payment payback. Debt consolidation guys can take two, three, four years. We do it quickly. We work with a lot of lenders that want to close a loan now. And so as a consumer, they want to wait three years to buy a home. They want to buy the house now. So if their cash is available, we ask them, that, can you borrow money from mom and dad? Do you have equity in your property? We do things out of escrow, for example. Oh, I got a CD with a bunch of money. Okay, great. So once you qualify them, because guys, if we settle a debt, and this happened recently, a client that owed a credit card $12,000, we got down to five, no, four, 4,000 to find out he didn't have the money. So we had a call back to the clutch agency say, guess what? The guy doesn't have the money. And they accelerated a lawsuit against him. So, so it's, it's important that we be on the same page with the client 150% with your cash position. You know, if you don't have it now, when, when will you have it? Can you tap in your equity? Can you borrow money from mom and dad? Whatever. We have to see that in order to get started. So once they say yes, 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 we'll send them our one-page contract, our one-page power of attorney. It's a limited power of attorney. It must be signed and notarized. We use that instrument to send over to the clutch agency and creditors so we could talk as a third party on the client's behalf with the client's permission. And on the very first phone call, we're not coming out blazing guns saying, we'll give you guys 10 cents on the dollar. We're asking for documentation to back up their claim that this debt is actually for real from the clutch agency's perspective to, again, define any FCRA violations. So that takes a few days. So overall, the back and forth with the collected debt sum could take anywhere between two weeks to two months. Depends on how many creditors they have, how stubborn the creditor is, portfolio recovery, minimum 30 days. So just give you an idea if someone has multiple accounts. Um, we do have a minimum of $2,500 of unsecured collection debts. So someone can have five $500 collection credit cards, for example, but $2,500 or more. If it's less than that client, I'm just going to tell you how to do it yourself for free. You know, so now if my fee, like I talk about my fee. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Okay. absolutely. So it varies state to state. Uh, California, we charge uh, New York, for example, you know, there are various states. We charge 25% of the total collection amount at the end of the process. Um, so if you owe $20,000, my fee would be, for example, 5,000 at the end of the process. But remember, if you have multiple accounts, you know, you're only going to pay pay at the end of the process as you go. So if you have five, four thousand, uh, uh, sorry, four or five thousand collection accounts totaling twenty grand, we only complete two. You only pay me for what we complete, not the whole twenty. See, if I can't complete the last two, it, you know, done. Now, if I'm charging a twenty five percent fee on a ten thousand dollar collection debt, and I get your debt down to seven thousand dollars, it doesn't make any moral sense that you're going to pay me twenty five hundred for a total of ninety five hundred. It has to be within reason. So if that happens, which it has, client, it's free. Here, it's on me. Just If you like it, just go ahead and pay the $7,000 collection. No fee to me. See? So it has to make moral sense, you know, you know, financial sense for the client to even pay the, for the service. Now, one last question. In your practice, when have you noticed when a company will go to an attorney? Because it sounds like when the attorney gets involved, that's when it's going to be going to court and you're going to end up paying for it. Whereas it just 
kind of they stopped calling you and then seven years comes around and you get taken off. Obviously, that's what most people probably want is that scenario. But what deciphers the two and when would it happen? Well, like I said, it's all based on the data last activity or charge off date. And again, guys, I'll emphasize it again. If it's in collections, don't make any payment. I don't care if you're getting harassing phone calls or letters in the mail. Even let me put it this way. Let me take a look at the credit report first. Let, our t- let my team take a look at the credit report first to determine an action plan. There's hundreds of different scenarios. I mean, we can have 100 people that owe Capital One $1,000 each at the same time, and it's going to be 99 different end result. So let, me t- let our team take a look at the credit report first. We get free consultation. It, it has to. We have to see it. We have to use these, not this, when it comes to understanding what's going on. We'll talk to the client. We have to because I'm looking at three collection accounts. He may say, Oh, there, there's your buddy again. That's yeah. my cat again. Yeah. 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 Here's Wells Fargo. I, I paid that. Here's proof. I paid this Wells Fargo three years ago. Okay, send me the proof. See, so that won't be included in our debt settlement process. That would be an attorney for FCRA lawsuit. But other than that, it has to be a little bit verbal, but documentation's got to follow. Okay, okay. So it's not like Citibank more likely will send an attorney after you as opposed to Capital One or something. No, yeah, they're all the same. You know, they're all national charters. They're banks. Capital One's been known to hold on to a debt for about even a year after uh, after it goes to charge off status to sell it to a collection agency. They usually offload it to portfolio recovery. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, Citibank is usually a law firm in San Jose, California. So I know those guys pretty much. I went to high school with that guy. Um, so yeah, more or less, I mean, it, they, they will use an exclusive law firm for you know national lawsuits against consumers that owe certain debt, Citibank, Capital One, B of A, whatever it might be. Okay. Awesome. Wow. So much information. Really good stuff. Thank you so much, Robert. You're welcome. Thank you. Listeners, Robert's information is in the show notes. His website is your debt solution without an S.org. That's your debt solution. Dot org and his email and phone number are all in the show notes. Robert, it's great to have you on the show. Thank Appreciate you. It. Listeners, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.